Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eyes. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. What's up, guys? Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen. I'm Alpha Movie Geek. I just married him. That's Justin Winters. Say hi to the nice people, Justin. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> I wasn't even close to the mic. I was like, I was like, oh, she'll have this long intro. I can like grab my papers and like, nope, here we go. Well, you know why there wasn't a long intro? Because usually the long intro is all about the concept of the podcast, which is that we watch movies that most of you have seen and that I haven't because I'm an alien and live under a rock and all that fun stuff. But this episode is not about that. No, it's more like a clip show, but not really a clip show. It's more like us doing a countdown of some kind, but not the fantasy movie draft. It's... Where are you going with this? It's different. It's not the same. We're talking about our favorite movies of the year, guys. That's what it is. The the year passed. Yeah. We're now now deep into 2020. And it's not looking good, guys. It's not looking good. So we're going to just get instantly step back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and look back at 2019. We are literally at this point six days in, and I'm like, what's the return policy on this year so far? I want I want my money back. Yeah, I think last episode we we're like, man, 2019 sucked. Remember when we said 2018 sucked, but 2019 sucks more. And now we're in 2020, and it sucks even more. <sighs> Damn, guys. So, um, about Canada. <laughs> when are we moving? Hearts go out to uh, our, all our Australian friends. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. And then all this other BS that's happening right now. Lots of fun, guys. What a time but to be alive, right? Not fun. What a time so to be alive. So, instead of all that stuff, we're going to talk about movies. Escapism entertainment. What? As the bombs drop around us, we'll be like... <laughs> but talk to me about the next Avengers movie. <laughs> what did you think about Jumanji the next level? <laughs> um, no. Okay. So, favorite films of 2019. Yes. We're going to do a top 10 list. You got you a top 10 list? I have a pretty close to a top 10 so list. So, I, I, uh, I went through the, the, the whole year and looked back. Notoriously, before kids, saw a good portion of films, new films. Mm-hmm. During kids, you especially during the the baby uh, toddler years, not as much. Well, yeah. But I feel like we've been like climbing out of that. Like we're like the the woman at the end of the descent, where she's like climbing out of like the tree mud pit. Can't no, Cameron. Think of my son. Like, oh, air. No, Justin, you're the Regular one climbing life. out of the out of the pit. I'm like still <laughs> sitting cross-legged in the bottom of the pit. Now with two children, being like, okay, have fun. We'll just be down here. Absolutely not. <laughs> Chrissy chooses to look, to look on her phone, and I watch movies. So we just have different uh, priorities. But you have to be stationary in one spot to watch a movie. Yeah. I can like glance at my phone and then make a meal or glance at my phone or go to the park, glance at my phone, take them to a lesson. What is this? You're acting like I'm like watching movies all the time, Chrissy. I'm just jealous. You watched twice as many as me this year. How many did you watch? How many? And this is not even that much. (laughs) Uh, So Chrissy, Chrissy watched... And you probably watched more than this. What did I say? 21? That's what you said. I watched 21 movies. I watched 41. Jesus. <laughs> A lot of these are um, Netflix and like... Yeah, things Am- you can watch from home. Amazon and Hulu. Yeah, that's things, fair. That's though. fair. So not all of them were in the theater. True. All of them are 2019 releases. We made up a, a top 10. So knowing that we only saw... Well, I say only. Depends on the vantage point, I guess. Mm-hmm. 41 and 21 movies. So P- Chrissy will pick basically half her list. Well, yes. And I'll, I'll pick a fourth of my list. Yes. But hey. I th- to be fair, I watched more TV than you. 
this is true. Like Chris, I that's it. I'll sneeze, and Chris is like, I just watched seven episodes of something. <laughs> You don't know how many times in the year 2000, 2019 <laughs> I fell asleep when they were like watching one episode of something. Wake up the next morning, Chris is like, yep, I finished all four seasons. Well. I'm like, what? I don't know how you do it. Like with the one you, like, episode thing. put it on thing. Like, like three times speed or something? Is that, I don't know. I'm, you know, you give me a cliffhanger. I'm like, well, we can't end it there. And so I keep going. Anyway. Well, congratulations. Okay. So this is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Top 10. We're going to go from 10 to 1. Yes. And then after we do our one, we'll do like honorable mentions or whatever. Sure. All right? Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. This is going to be low budge, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing a late night uh, favorite top 10 of 2019. It's fine. Uh, And again, these are our favorites. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's impossible to do like a best list. Right. How do you do that? It's subjective. How do you even do that, guys? I mean, you have to be like a pro critic to do that. A pro critic. Yeah. All right. All right. Chris? Yeah. What was your number 10? Uh, my number 10 is a, a surprising pick because I think that a lot of people would be like, really? And you'll understand that it's ready or not. <gasps> yes. I thought which, it was really good. Which was like one of the last movies of 2019. Or was it? When did we watch that? We watched I find- it like a few days ago. Yes. I was like, Chrissy, you have to watch this. Yes. I know you. You'll love this. I do. What, what, now it's your top 10, so obviously you like I it I mean, I, I do love it. Well, first of all, I, I, I love any of these. Um, I mean, what kind of genre would you call this? It's not, it's not noir. It's not really horror. It's also not totally a thriller, but it's somehow a combination of all three. And you know, Hybrid. Give, there you go. And, and give me a kick-ass heroine who doesn't need to depend necessarily upon men to bail her out, although to have help is nice, who just kicks ass, takes names, is gorgeous while doing it. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. And I had a total girl crush on her. What's her name again? Yeah, Samara you did. something? You've mentioned her a couple times. I'm like, whoa. I mean, I was inspired by her <laughs> kicking ass and also being gorgeous. It, it, it had like a, um, what was I thinking? Like a, a cabin in the woods type feel. Yes. Yes, it does have that feel a little bit. It's got uh, Adam Brody. Yes, in it. Each great cast. Yeah, I was just going to say that each Lots member of, of the cast is 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 interesting in its in their own right. Like I could probably watch a different movie about several different characters that they um, uh, showed us in this film. Anyway, ready or not, great film. Didn't make my top ten, but I'm happy it made Chrissy's because it was close for me. Gotcha. Lots of fun. Uh, so that's your n- number ten. Yes, my number ten. Crawl. Holy crap, guys. Uh-oh. Have you seen Crawl? No. But I'm worried now. I'm not going to lie about my list. Any of these movies probably could be interchangeable. Like, Crawl could be like my favorite movie of 2019. Wait, stop. What? <laughs> I actually thought about putting it up there and just oh be God, like, Justin. hell yeah, guys. Have you seen Crawl? Friggin' uh, Gators, you know, uh, Rising Waters, Trapped in a House. Tense. Oh, you saw that with my mom, didn't you? No, I saw it by myself. I'm oh, just kidding. And it was it was one of the best movie going experiences of 2019 because <laughs> I was by myself. I think it was one of those like uh, like uh, early morning showings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's I, I mean, it might be barely 90 minutes long, but the whole time you're just like, yes, just a- amazing thrill ride of a movie. About you know being trapped by gators and hurricane yeah. hurricanes and stuff. Florida is a that's special the, place. Yeah, that's the one where uh, my 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 grandfather and my dad were like about to stay in front of a hurricane coming straight towards them. I can't. And I had just seen crawl, and I called my dad. I'm like, okay, you need I just to saw this movie. Now. I don't know if you. I don't know if you live near a gator park, but if you do. Um, He's like, son, I think we're fine. I was like, it's, it, it's, you know, it was, it was a very fun movie. It was also very emotional. I got emotional at times. Did you really? Yes. Oh my god. Because there's like a story there, like this. I don't know. I love I, you. I feel like a wuss. But crawl number ten. Yeah, that's great. that's great. What's your number nine? 
Uh, okay, so I went back and forth between a couple and what my number nine would be, but ultimately landed with one that I think is higher up on your list, and that's Booksmart. <gasps> Maybe. <laughs> tell, tell me tell me about Booksmart. Okay, so for a long time, I feel like we've had a lot of these teenage comedies that central around two dudes or like a, a couple of dudes. And by a couple, I mean actually a few, three or more. And, and it's never like a strong couple of girlfriends or uh, uh, a few like, okay, I'm not explaining what I'm thinking like Mean Girls and Clueless. Okay, let's go back to those for a second. Because those movies, while iconic and wonderful and high up on my absolute favorite lists, they are about a certain kind of girl. You know what I mean? And this this is about girls who are funny and smart and the outcasts of their class uh, or at least they think they are. And they have this whole wonderful night of self-discovery. And I thought it was great. I agree with everything you just said. And I will have more to say perhaps later. There you go. On the subject. Book smart. It's Book your number smart. nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number nine. Not at all similar to Book Smart. <laughs> Midsummer. All right. Uh, we did a whole episode about Midsummer. We did. I thought it'd be higher up for you. It's the one that I was scared to show Chrissy after seeing it in the theater. Yes. That's another one I saw at like 10 o'clock in the morning and, and walked out and was like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, big fan of Ari Aster and Hereditary. Yeah. Uh, huge fan of Florence Pugh. Holy, I mean, it's the year of Florence Pugh. It is. Florence Pugh power. Pugh power. <laughs> it's pretty uh, funny, actually. Fan club. Uh, President Justin yeah. Winters, Florence go. Pugh in that movie. Yep. Just, just that whole movie to me is just, uh, just like a tense, you know, sit a tense sit, as my, my grandma used to say. She wait, wait, wait. As your grandma used to, would she sit you down? And be like, Justin, come sit here for a tense sit. <laughs> no, she's like, if she's talking <laughs> like 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 a scary movie or something, that's a tense sit. Well, all right. Whatever, man. That's cool. You liked Midsummer, right? Yes, I did. It's not quite on my list, but no, no, but but close. It was close. I love, I love uh, fucked up bonkers scenes, and that movie has at least three to four of them <laughs> that just rate really high with me. Right, they stand out. Right, exactly. There so, love it. That's why it's my number nine. Midsummer. Sure. What is your number eight, Chris? I feel like there should be a theme here to my list. My number eight is Little Women. <laughs> nice. You know, as I look at my list overall, I'm like, there's a lot of great, strong uh, female-centered movies on this list. But this is probably the pinnacle of, of, of that. Um, I didn't see the 90s version of uh, the movie, and I have only ever seen the stage play. Okay. But I feel like this was just an inspired take on on the story. And... Uh, almost bohemian in a way that from what I understand is probably a lot truer to Louisa May Alcott's original vision of uh, what she was trying to convey. And everybody, every single person in this movie is fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. Also, our daughter's in love with Timothy. Oh my God, guys. <laughs> so I saw it twice because I thought it was great as well. Right. It, 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 I almost put it in my top 10, but I knew it was going to be in yours and I'm like, oh, She's going to talk about it. I can talk about it, but talk yeah, about it then. Right. Um, Timothy Chalamet is like splendid in the movie. Yeah. Like he is, he's great. Yes. He and I was watching it the second time with with my daughter, and she was like, oh my gosh, giggling every single time he That's came on Brooklyn. screen. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, did I, this is just like a, a Leo Chrissy moment of, oh boy. Uh, you know, imprinting. She's like, who is he? I wasn't boy crazy until I was about 14, Justin. So she's seven. Jeez. I don't know what to tell you. She's a Well, uh-huh. she did come home from one day of camp. It's like, I've got a boyfriend now. Yep, she did. This is his name. She, you know, The best part was she couldn't remember his name for a second. Oh, that's right. She goes, she goes, what's Piper's brother's name? And I was like, Lincoln. She goes, that's that's my boyfriend. I said, wait, your boyfriend is Piper's four-year-old brother? And she goes, no, 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 no. Same name. His name is Lincoln and he's eight. Well, it's now... <laughs> It's now Timothy Chalamet. It is. Uh, because of a little woman. Um, uh, one, the, the one amazing thing about this movie is, and I've seen I've seen the one, that, the, the movie version you didn't see. 90s one. 
there was a movie like back in like the 50s or something. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen. Anyway, uh, Amy's always been the shit and you always hated her. But in this one, you actually like her. I do. Because Florence Pugh is so good. I do. You know, a lot of women um, do this thing when we watch the the play or the movies at, where we're like, oh, well, which which sister would you be? And I'm kind of glad that I never saw the other movies because I I was I I could see myself as Amy and I was like because he's definitely an Amy. Thank you. But a cool Amy from this version. Good, good to know because after <laughs> I Google it and everyone's like, we pain in the ass. Like, Up until this That's movie, she, she's we hate of, Amy. I'm like, what? Pain in the ass. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, although, and I know people call probably are saying this. The back and forth with the timelines. Oh, I was yeah. like, that part I wasn't. Sometimes I was of. like, whoa, wait, wait, where are they again? <laughs> this is true. There were definitely several times where I'm like, so hold on. I always had to look this at this. Is a, the backwards Amy's in time hair. one? Amy's hair. And Amy's I was like, hair was helpful. The fact that she was playing like, what, like 12 years old, like, no, for parts she, of that? I guess, yeah, she, you're right. In the beginning, 12. I was yeah, like, I was right. like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, but we quickly grew out of that phase. I just love how ahead of its time this whole story was. And. Shersha Ronan's great. I mean, yeah. Dang. Wait, say her name again. Shersha. Sersha. Is it? Is it? Oh, I say Shersha. That's okay. Sersha. Sersha. Sersha Ronan. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. Ahead of its time, and she's ahead of hers. Anyway, everyone's great. Chris Cooper. Holy crap! He's also had a great year. Yeah. Uh, of course, Meryl Streep's always great. I mean, my gosh. Uh, so that was your number eight. Yeah, it's an embarrassment of riches. Little women. My number eight, Chrissy, you haven't even seen. Sorry about that. Uh, no, but I want you to see it. It's over there. We got the screen over there. Anyway, it's another one I saw by myself at like a 9.30 in the a.m. showing. I also got emotional by myself in the theater. It's called Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Got to put a musical on, on my list, guys. Come on. Good for you. And and I'll show you this to, I'll show this to Chrissy so she can see for herself and see what she sees uh see what she thinks but um i mean i i'm a fan of elton john Mm -hmm. and i thought the film was like very inventive and very um kinetic like Mm. there was always like motion things going on amazing performance by taron edgerton and just like a really you know emotional story all right like i've always been a fan of like a lot of his songs but i didn't know like the deep deep you know, his history mm-hmm. and how he grew up. So, but I, I thought it was re- re- extremely well done. You know, it's funny. I feel like I'm I'm the opposite in that. I've always thought his music is okay. I end up liking covers that other people do of his music better for some reason. But I think that he is a fascinating person. Yeah. And would love to see it for, for that perspective, just because I feel like he's been an, an iconic person and performer for the last, God, what, 40 years now? Yeah. It's crazy. Staying power. Yeah. Elton John, Rocket Man, my number eight. Rocket Man. What is your number seven? What? What? Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, going back a little bit to the whole crazy murder genre for a minute, my number seven is Knives Out. Yes. I knew this was going to be on your list too. Oh, and it's it, so and, good. And so that's why <laughs> I, it was going to be at the bottom of my list. I'm like, oh, I'll swap these out because I know she'll talk about them. So. Oh, I mean, so I feel I think there was a point of watching Knives Out where it was you, me, my mom, and we were all on our like movie couch eating popcorn. And I'm pretty sure I was the only one still awake. And I'm like chanting and screwing with my fists like, yes, yes, the entire time. So up until this movie, I have a confession to make. I went back and watched it. Did you hear me after the movie? I said, did you stay awake for all that? You were like, yeah. And I'm like, liar. Anyway. I have to admit, not that I have disliked him, but I've never been a Daniel Craig fan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, well, maybe because I'm not into Bond and all that, and that's primarily what he's you've watched, for. Yeah, you've watched, like, the shit, basically. Yeah, so, but I, I saw this, and right away I was like, oh, that's Daniel Craig. And I thought, he is perfect. And then the more we got to know, each, I, this is another one of those things where you get to know each and every character, and they're multifaceted, and they're layered, and they, it's they're they're like tangible. Like I feel like I could touch each one. They'd have a different texture to them, which I know sounds crazy, but God, stop touching. Maybe I just stop want to touch Chris Evans. Like, let's be real. I'm just like trying to touch the screen. <laughs> hey, are you on drugs, Chrissy? <laughs> I might be. Sit down. 
<laughs> we weren't the ones that were asleep. <laughs> She's like, I'm melting in the couch. I'm touching. I'm petting the screen. Basically, no. Anyway, um, there. I I, I don't want to say the the name of a movie. I'm thinking of in case it's on your list. Mm-hmm. But this is the type of of thriller that I'm really into and I love. You know, it doesn't have to be super gory. It doesn't have to be full of shock value. It's cerebral and interesting and intricate, and I love it. Yes. Yes. There you go. Awesome. Tony Collette. Oh, love her so much. Oh, I mean, she's good in everything she does. She was one, But she's one of my favorites in Knives Out. Yeah. Um, I love it as well. Just missed my top ten. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time is Clue. I love me some murder mm-hmm. mystery type magic, and I I love the fact that like you know who done it like first act in this movie, and so right. it kind of like subverts everything. So yes. Ryan Johnson, very talented man. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Knives Out, check it out. Where are we at? Number seven. My yes. number seven is a movie I just finally watched. Guys, I was late to the party. I was. Uh, dad of two young children scared about the runtime. How is it going to make this work? It's the Irishman. <gasps> Ooh. Chrissy, listen, saw like maybe 30, I don't know, 15 minutes out of it. Obviously, yeah. it's like three and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, So I loved it, guys. A- as a lover of Goodfellas and Casino, yeah, this is like a perfect trilogy ending to... Uh, the Scorsese, uh, Joe Pesci, Bob, Robert De Niro type. Gangster uh, movies? Gangster movies. Type Gangsta. movies. Gangster movies. So is this a movie about the Teamsters Union? Yeah, it's like uh, about Jimmy Hoffa, t- right. the Teamsters, and uh, the, the character that Robert De Niro plays is like uh, a guy that's like kind of intricate in that saga with Hoffa and stuff. So Saga? Not saga relationship <laughs> or whatever. I'm sorry. Saga. Saga. It's okay. Um, very chatty movie, as yes. Chrissy kept remarking, totally talking about. Well, they're okay. arguing so, with so, each so, other. So hold on. So hold on. So this is. I obviously did not see the film, so this doesn't spoil anything for you guys. But uh, Justin is watching this movie, and so it's on in the background, and I'm just listening as I'm washing my face and doing other fun stuff, and, and I'm going like, yes. <laughs> And all I hear is a bunch of grown old men being like, I mean, uh, I'll talk to him, but you know how he is. Maybe you should talk to him. No, I don't want to hear what he has to say. You know what you do? I think you should listen. It's going to be okay. I know I'm on your side. You know how he gets. No, he doesn't fucking get it. I think he fucking gets it. Maybe we should meet by the lake house. I don't want to go to the lake house. I'm going to go and meet your little friend. Okay, then I'll meet you at the lake. What time? Eight o'clock? Okay, we'll do that in the morning. Yes, I'm going to meet you. No, I don't want to go at all. And like the next morning, rinse and repeat, and they're on the phone now having the same conversation with somebody else. And I was like, if this were an all-female cast, it would be like critically bombed for being like a giant game of telephone among grown women oh man that was like almost the climax of the movie I, i'd watched like th- <laughs> three hours and 15 minutes because he's like you know right. what is this i'm like shh i made it this far <laughs> stop it don't ruin this for me chrissy don't ruin it you will ruin um it. And i thought i did a pretty good job i yeah. thought it was, i thought it was riveting i mean i mean the freaking cast yeah like ev- like Everyone who's ever been in a mafia movie or TV show was in that movie. True. And Ray Romano. <laughs> and Ray Romano. Ooh. He was also good in it. But, I mean, Joe Pesci, holy crap. This is true. And Al Pacino. The two of them, I was just, every time they were on screen, I was just like, oh, yes. And I didn't actually, uh, once the, you know, the CGI with like the, youngifying effects was used yeah i was like okay that's fine cool whatever yeah i once i bought in i was fine with it so i thought it was great man good irishman check it out on netflix again it's super long probably about 15 50 at least 15 minutes too long <laughs> you gotta uh, trim some fat uh off of that but hey hey it's, it's uh what do you say it's marty man you don't you don't say anything you don't tell marty what to you do just, it's like sitting down for just a uh, a, a long book, <laughs> a very long book. Uh, anyway, that's my number seven, which means we're up to your number six. We are. Okay, what's that? 
Uh, my number six is one that I need to see again. And I said this when we first talked about it because I was like, if you ever watched something and gone, I know I really liked it, but I also need another viewing. Um, it's Frozen 2. Yes. Frozen 2 is a great sequel and not all of them are. So I'm happy to say that. And it has a lot going for it and it's very different and darker than the original, but it also has a lot of great callbacks to things that you liked from uh, whether it was the characters or, you know, specific kind of development of character relationships. So it's a really good mix uh, of, of different elements and everything. And the music is just the icing on the cake, if not the cake itself, to be frank with you guys. Like, I was about to say, music is everything. My number one soundtrack of the year, probably. Yeah. And I think that's it's also grown on me a lot because of, we listen to it <laughs> so much and listen to it in the car. And it's just like a force into itself. Enough. Yep. Keep going, Justin. We're just me and the kids are just screaming it over the weekend. Yeah, that's what we, we sing do. it in the car really, really loud. Yeah, we do karaoke on our little karaoke machine. Oh, it's great. Karaoke. So, yeah, if you obviously, if you haven't seen it's it, it's made like forty trillion dollars. Right, I assume all office. of you have seen it by now. And if those of you who have kids, you're going to see it another seven hundred times. Uh, I think I was teetering uh, during our actual review of it, but I'm definitively in the. Uh, Frozen 2. Column. Uh, nice. I think that's, that's my fave. And that marks, I think, the fourth entry in my list of uh, a female-centric fantastic movie. Of your list? Yeah. Well, good going, Chris. 2019. Year of the ladies. Year of the ladies. Uh, my number six, not a year of the ladies entry <laughs> specifically. Another Irishman? Are, uh, <laughs> although there are, there's ladies in the Irishman. Oh but mostly gangsters. (laughs) Okay. Uh, My number six, Chrissy also didn't see, and I'm wondering if I should show it to her. It's called Uncut Gems. Is this with Adam Sandler? With Adam Sandler. Okay. So, you guys, number one, do you know those movies where you're basically on like a roller coaster ride with a character, and basically they end up getting into shit, and then they try to get out of that, and they just keep getting in worse and worse trouble. Oh, yeah. It's like a snowball. That's Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler, guys. <laughs> it is crazy. Nice. So it's definitely not like Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Grown Ups, Adam Sandler. Right. It's closer to like Punch Drunk Love, like out of control type Sandler. Oh, all right. How did you feel when the movie was over? Like, give me your feeling. Not of the movie, but of your own body. Uh, I, f- I felt spent. Like, I'd just been through, through like, an anxiety attack. Oh, that, I don't want to see it. No. What? <laughs> you, that's why I was asking, like, how you physically felt when it was over. I know, but that's what it's supposed to... Uh, cinema is supposed to move you, make you Being feel Being moved things. is cool, but feeling emotionally spent like you had an anxiety attack is not, oh, no, but in not a, great, a good feeling. But in a great way. <laughs> I don't think that there's a such way, but that's fine. Or, or like, a, you know, like a scary movie. Like, it really, you're like, ah, like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he, so Adam Sandler basically plays this guy in the movie that is a... Um, a really seedy jeweler. Uh, a what? A jeweler? No, the, what do you say? A really seedy? Seedy. S-E-E-D-Y. Like kind of like a... Oh, seedy. Scummy, you know? Gotcha, like a little, I like, get it now. You know, well, you know, steal your grandmother's ring off her corpse and sell it to, you know, some... Sounds like a winner. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and the whole movie is about him just like basically trying to make money uh off of this very priceless uh rock Mm -hmm. that he got from like some bumfuck country and he like says it's got these priceless gems in it anyway it's got uh uh um adele dazim in it oh yeah i heard that she was in this movie yeah playing his wife by the way interesting anyway i thought it was great uncut gems my number six Chrissy, holy crap, we've gotten to a number five. Gosh, that Top went five. fast. Just like the year, 2019. Y- yep. Buying a flash. So so we're getting into the personal personal. Yes, we are. These are your faves, your faves. They are. What is your, what is your number five? I 
Okay, so number five is a movie that I asked you to watch for what feels like forever. And you were like, oh, really? It's just going to be Kramer versus Kramer. And I'm like, no, it's a marriage story. Wow, that's a terrible impersonation of me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, take it with a grain of salt. That's not what I said at all. Well, you did tell me it was just going to be Kramer versus Kramer. No, I had a more long, drawn out personal reason. (laughs) But, uh, and I explained that during the review. I know, I know. But guess what? What? It might be on my list. So oh, good. Go. Okay, go ahead. Okay, good. Um, You know, I go back and forth on my personal feelings for Scarlett Johansson, to be frank with you, but she is a wonderful actress and she was great in this. But I, I was so drawn in just by the actual story. I mean, divorce sucks, let's be honest. It's it's a painful process. And uh, Justin and I are both children of divorced families, so we come in with our own viewpoints. And this movie does such a good job at showing a couple who probably should not be together, but have so much to offer, like their child, the world. They were probably at some point great together and it just started unravel and fall apart. And then watching this, like this uncoupling go from, um, I guess you could say it's like um, copacetic to just complete and total muckraking shit towards the end and then it ends up being okay too uh it's just an, it, you're talking about being emotionally spent after watching uh uncut gems i was a little spent after the big fight scene in a marriage story i think that's like the the major overarching theme of 2019 in, in film for me like i've spent a, a, during a lot of these movies at the end <laughs> marriage story yes right. yeah crawl yes midsummer yes you know yeah uncut gems yes right so dark movies i love yeah i i love marriage story i'll talk about it later but okay i'll wait for you then that's your number five yeah okay uh speaking of being spent at the end of a movie uh my number five is the one the the last one i just saw i finally i watched the screener it's called 1917 oh yeah it's the sam mendez uh everybody's calling it the one shot World War One film. Mm-hmm. I loved it, guys. Aww. I think I'm just saying I loved it for all these movies, but <laughs> I really do. I, I think, and I only saw 41 of the movies in 2019. Maybe I I watched like a higher proportion of the better ones, right. but I thought the, the overall really really great movies. Yeah, that I saw. True. Like I think my top ten is like stronger than like the last couple years. But again, I've been watching more and more uh, as we've true climbed out of the baby abyss. Um, and, and a lot of the movies on your list too aren't like these big blockbuster movies. Or um, I did watch I did watch the screener version of this, and instantly, like ten to fifteen minutes in, I was like, "Oh man, I wish I would have watched this on the big screen." Like this is a movie. Uh, this is meant to be watching the big screen. Um, emotional. Yes, it's it's uh, basically a gimmick. You know, I'm doing the, you know, the bunny ears one shot. Like, they kind of fake mm-hmm. it. But I was, I was in for the ride. Talk about a roller coaster ride, man. I have to admit, I don't remember a ton about uh, um, World War One, except for the fact that they were fighting over land and that Germany lost. Um do you have to kind of be up no. to date on the history in order no. to enjoy and it? I don't, no? And I think it's actually partly ahistorical. Like I think they fudge some of the. Oh, interesting. All right, cool. I might, I might be wrong on that, but <laughs> um, the 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 two main kids I call them kids because we're old yes. and they seem like kids. Them, they are are great are great in the film. The like I said the one shot whole thing to- totally works i was riveted throughout amazing uh cam work cinematography from uh i guess roger did roger deakins i think roger deakins did that wait one. when you say one shot like do you mean like they had one chance to do something or like it's literally one continuous shot the entire movie it's literally one continuous shot through the whole movie what that's what i'm saying like just for that you should want to watch it right so they basically filmed a play Basically, but it's it wasn't actually one shot. Like they, oh. 
I need to. I haven't even read up on it uh, after watching it, but I was like, I have to see like a. I'd watch a whole documentary about how how they actually did this because it must have been impossible. That sounds crazy. 1917, my number five. See it, guys. It's awesome. Cool. What is your number four, Chris? So my number four is something that I'm guessing might not be on your list. And to be frank, probably not on a lot of people's lists who are listening to this. But I have a soft spot for it because I've watched it now at least 600 times. And it's our son's favorite movie. It's Lego Movie 2. <laughs> Higher than Frozen 2. I, it is. Wow. It is. It is. Discuss. Well, okay. When we saw this together in the theater, um, by the way, was this the showing where there was like the big earthquake in nearby? We had to like leave and then come back. Was it? Oh, might have been. I think it was. Yeah, that was a fun day. That was intense. Yeah, no kidding. We even talk about that in our, two th- our 2019 <laughs> wrap up. Right. We were in a movie when it started, earthquake started. Yeah, and I was like, we're not in IMAX chairs. <laughs> oh, no. And I figured it out quickly. Oh, uh, okay. I apologize to Crawl. That was my number one movie going experience because <laughs> that, that was pretty crazy. Right. So Lego Movie 2 is one of those movies that is just so dense with funny references and jokes and um it, it's just as enjoyable for the kids i think as it is for for the adults there were so many times in that movie justin where i don't know if you remember when we were saying in the theater where you and i were the only ones i felt who were like catching all the jokes and probably even that first viewing we didn't catch them all per se we caught a lot and things were just going right over everyone else's head like we would hear something and then immediately start laughing um and i feel like it it hasn't gotten um, worse of time. It's gotten better. You know, like I said, our son is obsessed with it. And so they have, our our kids have every stupid Xbox Lego game that exists. It, it's their favorite thing in the world is play like Lego Incredibles, Lego Batman, Lego Star. You get the idea. But they have Lego Movie and Lego Movie 2. And then when they're done playing Xbox with that, they turn on the movie itself. And we listened to the soundtrack for months in the car. So I'm so saturated in that world and that environment and those characters and the lines. It's just quotable and fun. Uh, I mean, a, a, an ambitious story for a, the sequel to a you know a kids film. Yeah, Def, it's weirder. Yes, it is similar to Frozen too. You know, they don't they, they weren't lazy in that movie. They just like went for different things that they wanted to do. Again, Lego Movie Two is more of a a musical. Yeah, it is. Than Lego Movie One, uh, great songs, mm-hmm. voice work. I thought it was great as well. I just, I'm just surprised it's number four on your list. I really, really enjoy this movie. <laughs> it's your brain's a sponge, and like a good a third of it is Lego Movie Two. <laughs> It is. I think when we saw it, I tweeted, I'm like, mark my words, we will be listening to the soundtrack until the end of time. You did, you did. And every time we hear a song, the kids decide who, what part I get to sing that day. It's the funniest thing. They're like, okay, mama, today you're Batman. And I'm like, okay. It's <laughs> a good Batman <laughs> Thanks. I was Lego Batman for Halloween. Yes, you were. I See, sc- even our Halloween costumes were Lego movie too. I'm, I made a baby cry, guys. That's how good my Lego Batman impression was. <laughs> Poor Mia. <laughs> uh, that was your number four. Yeah, my number four. I s- might be higher up on your list, but it's here, number four on my list. Mm-hmm. I think when we talked about it, we're like, it's definitely gonna be in the top ten, right? Parasite. Ooh. Anyway, if you haven't seen Parasite. You've probably heard someone say you should see Parasite. Shit. Um did you did you screw up? Yep. Damn. Damn, Chrissy. Damn it. Maybe you should have, you know, thought about this before five minutes before we started taping. Hold on. Uh I mean Parasite Parasite is basically uh, you know, classic. Instant classic. We're part of the bong hive, me and Chrissy. You didn't uh, put, our, it, you didn't put par- it on the list. What? On the list that you sent to me. Are you serious? I am serious. That's how I missed it. It wasn't on the list. It's okay. fine. It's fine. 
I'm sorry. It's cool. I had to. I had to. I had. I had to make the list of movies that Chrissy has so watched. Can, can, I'm going to tie it with Lego Movie too. <laughs> I'm like Chrissy's intern for the podcast, <laughs> and, and now I've just been, you know, lashed for for messing up the list of movies she has seen. Well, I'm just going to say, like, because of that, now it has to be tied with Lego Movie too, which is a very weird tie. But it is what it is. Just swap it out. I think Lego Movie Two will be okay. No, I want it there. It needs to be both. It's Lego Parasite Lego Movie Two. Four A, Four B. Wait, which one's Four A? You know what? Parasite and Lego Movie Two actually have a lot in common. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, Parasite has a lot. You can watch Parasite, Knives Out, and Ready or Not, all like in a you know a trilogy of films. It all and makes then sense. for a palate cleanser, Lego Movie Two. <laughs> and then for a palate cleanser, Lego Movie Two ties it all in. Yep, ties it all in. Um, yeah, Parasite, classic. Um, it will make your jaw drop open at many different times throughout watching. Across the board, uh, such good um, storytelling, and I love this whole theme of you know classism and uh i i spent i always like measure a movie subjectively about how much it stuck with me or i liked it or i wanted to know more by how much i google about it in the following days and usually not just the movie itself but a theme or something that presented itself to me and i did a good amount of reading of classism in asia after watching that movie because he's top 10 most googled list seriously actually didn't even make her top 10 again she's not a fan oh my god i hate you (laughs) It's that. And yeah, Lego Movie 2 in a tie. I, I didn't do your list well enough, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Parasite, number four. Uh, what is your number three? Uh, number three is a movie that I quite enjoy, but I'm pretty sure you slept through, so you didn't see. It's Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> uh, like the last 30 minutes. Yeah. I need to go back and see it. It doesn't count. What? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, so sorry, guys. Justin teases me a lot with good reason because he's like, Chrissy loves Nazis. <laughs> she loves Nazis. Do you have a Nazi? Because she loves Nazis. And I always cringe. Don't act like you don't bring it up. Like, roll my eyes. The weirdest times. I don't love in Nazis. Our, in our regular life. I, so if you're new to this I podcast. I don't say, I'm not saying that like, you know, we'll be like, you know, at the kitchen table and you're like, I love Nazis. <laughs> Hold on, I need to explain. It's like I'll get out of the shower and like Chrissy's like watching Schindler's List. Like no, on I'm TV not for the seventh time. What are you talking about? I haven't even seen it all the way through. I digress. I watched documentaries. I watched the History Channel. I took a course in college called Nazis: A Warning from History, which was based on the book series and the TV show. It anyway. I think that that it's a fascinating study of something that was horrible in um the last hundred years and so we've covered it though quite a bit that doesn't mean that all of the stories are you know done and that there are no more to tell and of course there are and in fact actually i think as we get farther and farther away from world war ii and the and the holocaust it's actually probably even more important to tell them because people are starting to forget and that's not good but all of that being said that was like my giant disclaimer this movie is so different and takes such a a great take on the subject matter without being disrespectful to it. Basically, Hitler is uh, the imaginary friend of the 10-year-old protagonist. His drop-dead friend, basically. Yeah, yeah. And and he's hilarious until he's not. Uh, and things kind of have to change there. And there's some really sad things that happen throughout and a lot of sardonic humor and, you know, all that stuff too to match. So it's not just like, oh, look, isn't Hitler funny in this? We can laugh at him now. Like, no, that's just one small component of it um, and a very interesting one at that. But uh, I thought it was great. And this is another one of those where they're like, there's no, there's nobody weak in it. Even the the, the kid's sidekick best friend is fabulous. <laughs> Everybody's really good. Two Scarlett Johansson movies in your top five? Mm-hmm. Wow. Taika Waititi, very talented gentleman. Yes. Um, wow. Jojo Rabbit. Wait, that's your number three? Yes. My number three is Marriage Story. Oh, there you go. Scar Joe, back to back for us. Wow. The year of Scar <laughs> Joe. Um, an amazing film, a movie that I was very not down for watching 
<laughs> yeah, no. no kidding. <laughs> because of personal reasons. But I, I thought it would actually was a lot more touching and human than I imagine it could be. Yeah. And it has a lot to do with the, you know, the script, the direction, the amazing actors. Every like everyone gives like an amazing performance, even like, you know, the the secondary more secondary characters. Yeah. I mean Laura Dern just won a Golden Globe Award. <laughs> Her speech was so funny. She's like, I'm so glad I could finally uh give notice to the divorce lawyers <laughs> of the world. But she was great in little women as well. She so was. she had And Big she, Little Eyes. And Big Little like, What a the year of Laura Dern. Yep. And Scarlett Johansson. Yep. Uh Adam Driver. I mean, my God. I've seen a lot of people say you should watch Marriage Story and then immediately go into Star Wars and <laughs> And it's just like watching Charlie devolve really quickly. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just an amazing movie. Yeah, uh, a, amazing script with just like some amazing sequences uh, in it. That's why it's my number three. It was touching. Touching, hits you in the hearts. The heart feels all the feels all the feels. Chrissy, what is your number two favorite film of 2019? Well, Justin, I feel like we're like, you know, on this kind of Scarlett Johansson path. So I'm going to follow it up with Avengers Endgame. What? (laughs) Why are you so surprised? That Avengers Endgame is your number two? Yeah. What? Now, does that mean that I think that it was as good as... um, Oh gosh, what's the one that came right? Avengers um Infinity War. Infinity War, no, of course not. Infinity War is amazing. And I think that was my number one last year. So it kind of makes was sense. Was it? I think no. it was. I think it was. Oh we can God. go back and listen. What you're a Marvel fangirl. I kind of That's really not am. even my top ten. It's your number two. I know. What kind of like weird sliding doors universe <laughs> are we in right now? <laughs> That's crazy. That's a good way of I mean, props it. to you. I mean <laughs> I was notoriously mixed on that one. You were, you were. But you know so we talked about this most recently with our Star Wars episode. Like, I'm not a huge like diehard fan of the Star Wars universe so I could see what people either like loved it or hated it based on how steeped they are into things I get that with Avengers too except I, I would say I'm a bigger fan of that whole you were giving me a face <laughs> I'm, I'm still thinking but why is it your number two like what what vaulted it to I was such a big fan of um, Infinity War that I was dying to see what happened to them and I you know how much I love finality and so I like getting to see everybody get have their story told, everybody getting, even if we didn't like their final endings and ending, I, I'm still finding myself saying to our kids, I love you 3000. I just said it two days ago because Camden always says to me, I love you 1000. Wow. And so I said, I love at, you 3000. Like Disney bot now. I can't help it. Oh my God, crazy. And it made me cry several times. Was it a perfect movie? Bob no. Snatchers. And I never said it was, and I'm not protecting it that way. No. But did I enjoy the heck out of it? Yes. Did it give me satisfaction after watching the other movie and want, watching everybody kind of get tied up? Yes. Favorite performance? Go. Um, Captain America, of course, Chris Evans. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you talking about the best Chris? The best movie Chris? <laughs> I still have a soft spot for Pine, Justin. Jeez, I can't believe I got so much hatred for picking Chris Evans, number one, in the best movie Chris, fantasy movie draft, and I was so right. That was like years, that was like uh, two or three years ago. Hey, I'm not disputing that, that Chris Evans is pretty fabulous. Avengers Endgame, Chrissy's yes. number two favorite movie of 2019. <laughs> now you're just making fun of me. You might be surprised at my number two. What is it? Um, I actually think... I said earlier that you could uh, these are my whole top ten could be interchangeable. Yeah, but I especially think my top two are kind of like a one A one B type situation almost. All right. Flip side, flip side of the of a similar coin, but my number two is the movie that I've probably seen most out of any 2019 film. Okay. You want to guess what it is? I actually don't know. It's Booksmart. Oh, that makes sense. Ask Chrissy. I've probably seen it four or five times. He, but <laughs> it's the, on Hulu. But this is the funny thing. You keep turning it on, and then when I ask you, how many times have you seen this? You're like, twice. <laughs> Only twice. And I'm like, really? I feel like we've watched it a lot more than twice. 
Oh, it makes me happy. It's, it's probably makes me happy more than any movie I, I saw in 2019. It makes you laugh quite a bit. I just feel like I grew I grew up with a lot of similar type people that are in this, this really? film. That huh? surprises me. What? That you grew up with similar type people. Well, when we were, when we were watching it, I'm like the whole the the drama team type troupe and stuff. I'm right? like I knew people exactly like that. You know, I was on the drama team. Sure. You know? The 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 more nerdy people who didn't party as much. Of course, you know people like that. So mm-hmm. anyway. It made me smile, made me laugh. I I love uh the, the main two, Beanie. Beanie's awesome, and yeah. Chrissy just even though while we were watching the movie, I'm like, that's Jonah Hill's little sister. And then we were watching the Golden Globes. You're like, did you know that Beanie <laughs> Feldstein is Jonah Hill's little sister? I'm like, yeah. And I told you that while we were watching the movie. And I'm like, I forgot. <laughs> uh, and then Caitlin uh, Devers, uh, it's also great. Great soundtrack. Yep. Uh, Olivia Wilde did great directing that film. Booksmart. Uh, just a great, you know, coming of age film. Lots of great uh, supporting characters as well. Yeah. Especially uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Oh. The, 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 the two of them, the brother, sister, my favorite. I know. <laughs> I know. Every time you're like, yes. They're, they're party on a boat. <laughs> And then I love how she just magically appears no matter where they are at the next one. They're like, how did you get here? Anyway, it's on Hulu now. Booksmart. <laughs> it's my number two favorite film 2019. Yep. Wait a second. I wonder if we have the same number one. I think we do have the same number what? one. What? Do we have a co-podcast favorite movie of 2019? That might be a first. What? Should we say it at the same time? On the count of three. Ready? One, one two. two. Three. Three. Once upon play. a time in childhood. Childhood. What? Wait, you said child's play. Stop it. <laughs> well, of course, this was a fun <laughs> okay, time good. in Hollywood. <laughs> Not childhood. <laughs> you screwed me up. <laughs> um. So before we talk about that movie, yeah. let's go back. A young, uh, strapping twenty-two-year-old Justin Winters. Mm-hmm. Comes from North Carolina, wearing a, a Fisher's hat, in a beat down uh, U-Haul, pulling a beat down Ford Taurus across the nation. Oh my god! With, packed with all the dumbest, stupid things in that U-Haul. I should never have done that. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to Hollywood, that. guys, and that's you know that's where I went. I uh, yep. stayed on a couch, start with, and I've been here. 17 years now. That's a very long time. I met, th- met this amazing lady right next to me. Aww. Um, so a movie that is based around Hollywood, the, you know, the the city, but also... Your home. Film, my home, and, and... Stars Brad Pitt and Leo. Um, yeah. And written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. And has an entire scene in Chatsworth. <laughs> I was about to say, and has lots of visible Los Angeles locations <laughs> that will make Chrissy happy. Like that, you know, like uh, what's the pellet rat thing, you know, like drop a pellet. The rat's like, <laughs> stop it. Of course, it's my number one. I know. Damn. And it's great. It's fantastic. I would have never thought that Leo and Brad Pitt would have made like a good buddy movie together. I love them both separately up until this movie came along. But like, holy shit, now I want to see them together in every movie forever. So Booksmart is a great, is a fantastic film about female friendship. Yes. Uh, and coming of age, you know, mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're going from graduating from high school, going into college, you know, becoming the person you want to be. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is about is a movie about male friendship in the you know the the swamp of Hollywood in the seventies in the seventies yeah uh, you know around the time a, a lot of people get murdered so well, you know, it just happens to it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood but it's also about you know realizing that you're getting old and you're becoming obsolete you know yes. which is something we all go through 
I've been going through it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going through it right now as I think of, think about the movie <laughs> and how old I'm getting. Right. So I'm just saying, you know, it, it was the it was the perfect film for me for 2019. And like I said, male friendship, female friendship. Mm-hmm. We should be nice to each other, guys. And and if I may. Leo. If you if you if you haven't seen it, just like I don't know, cover your ears for like the next thirty seconds. Are you going to spoil it? Well, no, but <laughs> suffice it to say, they uh, it's a little bit of revisionist history uh, for the latter like sixth of the film, let's say. And honestly, like I feel like this is the escapism we need. We just talked in the beginning of this podcast how we're like twenty twenty, like let's go give our receipts and get our money back, right? Like. I would love nothing more than to see somebody make a movie about what's happening right now, except revisionist history, where it's like, but everybody's happy because you never won the election and like, ha ha ha, and like other fun stuff, you know, um, and Hitler could be our imaginary friend. But I, I mean, that's just one of the reasons that I love this movie, but there's so many good things to say about it. I don't think I've been more surprised and delighted than uh, Brad Pitt on drugs as, <laughs> as, sort of, as he runs into some notorious murderers yes. in his own home. I have to agree. With a dog. <laughs> like, that's it's my number one movie, you know, almost just because of that. The writing is spectacular. And you know that it's good when... I'm sure that everything Quentin does is very deliberate, but it almost comes across as improvisational, particularly with Brad, as you were saying, like I thought of that whole drug scene as you're talking and I'm thinking like he literally seemed like he was just improving his lines like, oh shit, you know, throughout. And I'm pretty sure it was a very deliberate choice, but effortlessly cool throughout yes. Brad Pitt in that film. Still looks amazing with his shirt off. And he's like, what, 50? I mean, goals. Hashtag goals. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. He's got that great RV right next to the drive-in in that movie. Yep. Um, he lives in like Pacoima. And again, Leo, Chrissy. What yes. can be said about Leo? So over the years, Leo has chosen a lot of darker, edgier roles. And he's done great with them, of course, because he's a brilliant actor. What I liked about this one is that this this role still had like an, an edginess to him. But it was more like... He was his own worst enemy and trying to kind of rise above those feelings of, um, uh, well, human frailty and like being, like you were saying, too old for the game anymore. Whereas in all the other movies that he's done in the last five, 10 years, it's like him against some obstacle, him against some person. And this was just him against himself, which was delightful. He freaks out in a scene in uh, his RV. trailer. Yeah, his yeah. trailer. Yeah. And it's it's a sight to see. It really is. I mean, he's so good at just going apeshit crazy in general in any movie where you're like, hey, go nuts for a minute. He's good at that. It's his thing. Um, but it was just uh, a tour de force. Uh, the entire Spawn Ranch scene. Yes. Talk about uh, oh, so anxiety, anxiety moments in 2019 Oh my film. God, I was so uneasy watching that entire sequence. Almost as uneasy as a couple weeks after that when Chrissy took us to this uh, kids park. <laughs> and you were going to say this. Only a mile away from the actual spawn so, ranch. So, as I was like pushing my kids on a swing or something and looking around, I'm like, this seems familiar. So fun fact. We live I look in- at Chrissy and she's got like evil joker oh grin. God, you're the worst. <laughs> no, we live in Chatsworth and uh, it's not nearly as like western as they make it seem to be. but in the 70s it, it was far more equestrian porn, porn capital it used to be the porn capital of the world. it also it's so we basically went from being like the equestrian capital to like the porn capital you know <laughs> equestrian it's, porn it's gone well <laughs> so, so anyway <laughs> um there is a rider while you're riding <laughs> road hard put away wet so i'm trying to think of lots of anyway equestrian porn puns <laughs> Go, go ahead. So there's a park nearby called Chatsworth Park South that Justin had never been. And, and we've lived here for a while. And I'm like, yeah, go. It's great. It's not very crowded compared to the other parks because we're fortunate. We have a lot out here. And I took him. And as we're driving up to the park, he's like, Chrissy, is this park in like Spawn Ranch? Oh, my God. Are you taking me to murder park? Are we going to die? 
Oh my God, Justin, you're such a drama queen. <laughs> like a, a like a, a mansion, uh, like a, a Manson statue. Like he's like <laughs> hugging it. a little kid or something. <laughs> There's li- you literally said that because there were doing? like rocks <laughs> and and the like silhouette of the mountain, and you're like, it must be Murder Mountain. That's <laughs> very close. It was very close. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood <laughs> is our. Play. Is our? Did you like that? Yeah. I was good, misdirect. I was like looking at all the all the ones on my list. I was looking for a better one, but Child's Play seems like it fit. <laughs> it kind of fits. So I actually like Child's Play. So me too. I didn't like watching it two inches from our faces, but yes. Oh, we did have a lot of crazy viewing experiences. <laughs> Front row. Uh, awesome. So that's our number one. All right. Honorable mentions, Chris. Yep. Um, Child's Play. Child's Play. <laughs> Uh, I liked Us a lot. I, I know knew that was going to be on yours. Chrissy didn't like it as much. It was fine. I thought that Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele's first effort was was stronger. Um, Get out. So that was that was definitely a close close one for me. Hustlers, which again I watched with my my dad and grandfather <laughs> at Christmas. Amazing film. Amazing <laughs> film. J Lo. I'd give her an Oscar for that. She did she did great. Wow. Um what else that you didn't we already said little women, knives out. What else you got? Uh Toy Story Four. Toy Story Four. But deserves an honorable mention. It was great. I mean, I still think Toy Story Three is the best of all of the Toy Story movies. Uh, but four was a strong effort. Uh I don't think it's in your honorable mentions, but it, Star Wars deserves an honorable mention in my book. <laughs> All right, fine. Just in mind then. So let's get the record straight, guys. Avengers was number two, and I gave Star Wars an honorable mention. Honorable shouldn't be anywhere close to that <laughs> that film's name. Okay. Uh, dishonorable in my all book. Right, all right, all right. Uh, Honey Boy, the Shia LaBeouf movie. Mm-hmm. I mentioned uh, last last episode. I really liked. Uh, Dolomite is my name. The Eddie Murphy film that's mm-hmm. on Netflix is amazing, especially if you like. Uh, similar to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just like a a time in film in the past. Eddie Murphy, guys, it, it's great. Uh, what else? Well, Those are the main ones. Midsummer was on your list, but it was in my honorable mention list. And um, Captain Marvel. I also liked A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Chrissy apparently thinks it's the most okay film of all okay films. I thought I called it the world's um, okayest film. Okayest film. It just was. It it was. It, it's the type of movie where you look at it and you can't point a stick and say like, oh, it was bad because, or it had this bad element to it. Like, no, it's not a bad movie at all. It's decent. But it also is the type where you're like, it moved me, or wow, it really said something when it did X, or it was funny or anything was, it was just okay i admit that i was skeptical of tom hanks because i was like oh it's tom hanks yeah well, i think i thought he did a really good job he did but it was tom hanks doing a great impression well yeah anyway, <laughs> anyway world's okayest movie uh i also watched a movie that i would definitely not make you watch uh the lighthouse you say that now with willem dafoe and then the and, next time uh, you Robert wanna, you want to make me squirm, you're like, now we're gonna watch the lighthouse. Absolutely not. No, you no, you won't. Is it anything like that other Willem Dafoe movie that you made me watch? Wasn't that in black and white too? This one's in black and white. Um, what's what was that one called again? <laughs> I don't know. Penis Hell. What was it? <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> Penis hell. <laughs> Holy it was bad. moly! I think we should watch Crawl. I think I think I should make you watch Crawl. I think you'll like that one. So wait, why would I hate Lighthouse? Just not your type of film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Um. Anyway, that's it. 2019. It's our fa- over. Our, our faves is over. It's over. Now, <laughs> yeah. Now we're in the 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 penis hell of 2020. <laughs> It sucks, guys. <laughs> it sucks. Is January over yet? I know it's only like the sixth, but please, can it be over? Oh my god! I genuinely don't like January. Just in all Januarys, like do we have an exit strategy for January, guys? But this is the worst January. It needs to stop. 
things we've got to we've got to figure out how to turn turn stuff around. Guys. I'm, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow for a work trip, a very short one, <sighs> and I just wish that I could like take the plane and pilot it to like a different time. Like Lost. Yes. Like Lost. I just watched the finale of Lost. I, I watched the finale of Lost like once every six months. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get a good cry out, you know, I guys. It. I get it. You got to just like drain the, drain those, what are these things? Tear ducts. All the tear ducts. Remember that time when I watched the, uh, speaking of Mr. Rogers, we watched the Won't You Be My Neighbor documentary. Which was so much better. And I cried so much that I uh, blocked my tear duct. Oh my God. There were, we went through an entire thing of napkins from the concession stand. I grabbed some thinking, oh, maybe we're going to cry in this movie. And then, nope, it wasn't enough. I actually think you could watch that. Uh, watch it first and then watch A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood as like a, uh, you know, a dessert. Or just skip the dessert and, and enjoy wow, the main what course. what a hater you are in that film. I'm not hating it. So much Chris as Cooper, saying, also great in that film. He is great. But like if you can only watch one, clearly say, watch the good one. Well, yes. I'm, a, I'm saying they're both worth watching. If you only watch one, watch the documentary. Right. But the movie's also worth watching. Sure. Dang. Not very... <laughs> Not very compassionate, which is something that, you know, Fred Rogers teaches. Let's just sit on the subway and sing, Won't You Be My Neighbor? (laughs) That was kind of corny. I didn't like that part. (laughs) Um, Chrissy. Yeah. That's it. That's our list. It, yes, we are We are officially done with 2019. We're done with 2019. Happy New Year, guys. 2020. Yahoo. Hope that it is off to a better start for you all and that we get a brighter future out of the next few Uh, months. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate every listen. We appreciate all of you. Obviously, you found our podcast. We're on every podcatcher, or most every podcatcher out there. Yeah. We're also at Movie Geek Cast on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, That's it. Anything else you got to say, Chris? Donate money to Australia. They need some help. Donate all the funds. Uh, heard it's there's part portions there. There's some rain going on. Let's yep. do more rain dances. Hopefully, uh, make that happen. But yeah. all the love to them. All love to you guys. Uh, next week we will go back to our regular watching movies that Chrissy's never seen before. <laughs> we'll you know we'll have to figure out what we're doing. Our normal shtick. Our normal shtick. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Sounds good. Anyway, see you guys next week. Bye.